The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844 430 Four three five seven. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, as always, a thank you to our sponsors. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, which feeds us, and you, Angelo's award-winning pizza, at every single one of our live Mount Carmel events. If you'd like to have something other than their pizza, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks, of course, to SmartMark Video, who takes care of all of our video needs, they are there recording so that you can go back and watch the shows, or if you were there and you want to relive it, you can watch it as well through a download stream or on DVD. Head to smartmarkvideo.com. And speaking of old AIW shows, you can also check those out through powerbomb.tv. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who is our sponsor that takes care of all of our graphic and design and printing needs. They'll do all of that, the same for you and more. To see what they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. That's right. That voice that you just heard, none other than bartender Nick Sanka. He is joining us as well as, of course, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. The bone collector Dominic Garini will be on this. Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. And more than likely, the Duke will also be on this one. And my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, we've taken two concepts that, you know, ratings were there, and we've decided to blend them together. We had the Duke, the ratings killer, on a couple times. So we thought, you know what, let's add to his ratings. And this is kind of a blend of the student roundtable with the Duke AMA. And, and Nick Sick had a he had a follow-up question for the Duke uh, that he thought of off the air that we're just going to let him start this episode off with. Here it is. Rapid fire. How close have you been, if ever, to being engaged to a female? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say that apparently the AMA has now reached its third week. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> so many questions. That's got to be some sort of record for three weeks in a row. But to answer bartender Nick Sanka's question, uh, twice I have been ring shopping. I have never actually bought an engagement ring, but I have come close. And both times, I have been very lucky not to have uh, closed the deal uh, because they are both not good people. If you went through on both of those, 
How many divorces would you have right now? Well, I have at least one if I went through on both of them. That's just simple math, and so we don't live in Utah. One or two. So um, <laughs> it would definitely, definitely be one. Uh, Dude, with a rapid-fire retort. Hopefully it would just be one. You know, I, I don't but you know. just said they're both terrible people. They are both terrible people, so, so I guess it might be two, but who knows? Well, I remember one that you almost uh, you almost got engaged to, I think. Uh, at Absolution 2, when you won those tag belts, you just grabbed a lady. You just started Frenching her. It wasn't a lady. It was my girlfriend, <laughs> one of the two that I almost got engaged to. And I don't know how you celebrate a big championship win, but that's how the Duke likes to celebrate his titles. French kissing? Whatever it takes, man. You're a big French kisser, huh? Yeah, you just like saying French you like, over and over again, don't you? Were you grossly over the top French in her? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like everybody in attendance could see the tongue like, and everything? Like fucking... It was... Like a, te- like a teenager. It was like, it was oh, like I yeah. just came back from like a year tour over in like Nam or something. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it was. Or just France. Just dr- France. Just, or France. Yeah, France, I guess. Just dropping, just dropping tongue on her, dude. Yeah. Man. She was loving every second. And of how it. long did this go on for? Oh, fucking oh, minute minutes, minutes, probably minutes. Oh. And did it continue after they left the ring? I don't know. No, she was in the crowd. I went to the back, and then oh. after we left, who knows? So you went out into the crowd, and we're just oh, no. Yeah. She was right by the rail. Just oh. we were ripping, ri- ripping by the rail, ripping rails, ripping rails. <laughs> Rip, we were ripping by the rail, Frenching and ripping rails. Yeah, wow. but Frenching, Duke, the, Duke the Frencher. You, you seem like. Almost I just think it's so funny. Jealous? <laughs> I'm not jealous. Yeah, you are. You, you were laying an AIDS-infested tax, and I was Frenching somebody. Hey, I used those tax for an extracurricular activity the night before that is not to be discussed. Oh, but we can discuss all my activities. Yes. Is that how that works? Yes. Oh, I see how it is. We don't know how your one date Suddenly, Thorne yet. wants to move on. Me? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, that is that is a story for another day. That's a... Okay. That's, wow. an, that's a little extra extra content. Yeah. All right. All right. Bonus downloadable content. French. French. Patreon exclusive. Yeah, French and the Duke. Duke, you're here. You have a microphone. I was just going to pass it off. I know, but before you do. I don't want to kill the whole podcast. I'm trying to. Before you you do, why don't you ask a rapid fire question to either Dr. Dan or Dom Greeny? I don't have any right now. I want to see where this goes. I'm going to let them talk about whatever they want to talk about. If I think of something, I will chime in. Oh, man. All right, I expected more out of you. I just wanted to get that story about the Duke French kissing the girl at Absolution too. <laughs> Come on, stop that Utah thing. line in there. Come on, on the rails. That Utah line was good. Yeah, that was thanks, good. You know? I appreciated that one. <laughs> All so, right, back on track. All right, back here on we track. go. Uh, Dominic Green, uh, after you had your biggest win of AIW, were you planning to French a girl by the rails? Oh my exiting God. Uh, negative. No, no, it was not. He hasn't had his biggest win yet. He hasn't won a title. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Titleless. So until I until I, I obtain Duke status, it's not gonna happen. Duke, we're we're sitting here with Duke uh, is so proud of that French kiss. <laughs> he really was. I'm not proud. He's currently I'm not glowing right now. Oh, he's now, so proud. Now he's shouting without the microphone. That's right. Him, you could probably hear. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> is that what she said to you? Is that why it didn't work out? No, she was a terrible person. She did. She just wasn't good. She, she cheated at, on you. She wasn't good at relationships. Let's just put it that. She cheated way. on you. We're both not good. Yeah. Huh. We're both not good. No. The one. The the one wasn't good at relationships. The other one was just a spoiled brat, and I couldn't deal with it. What were the age differences in both relationships? <laughs> the first one, we were the same age because we met at college, and then the second one was like. Six years? Oh. 
five or six. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. As if that means something, but okay. <laughs> Bartender Nick Sega said, respectable. All right, so uh, we're sitting here with Dom, Dr. Dan, and uh, I think opposite of the last time we had Student Roundtable, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will, Dom, uh, the AIW school is now four days a week. And that was All right, the case Steve, let's, let's get to the heart of the matter here. All right. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic Greeny and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, they have like an on-again, <laughs> off-again, love-hate relationship, with much like it sounds like the Duke's uh, previous <laughs> almost engagements. Do you think uh, that they are getting engaged? Huh? Do you think that they will get engaged? Possibly. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. But but. The, only, the only person at the AW Academy with a domestic partnership is Big Twan Tucker. Big so. Twan, really proud of that domestic partnership. Yeah, Big Twan Tucker is in a domestic partnership. But I think they really wanted to come on here with today. And they, they really just wanted to use this forum to talk to talk out their... Uh, to talk about their relationship and their differences. <laughs> oh, that's fair. True, false, Dominic Green. You've been very emotional as of late. True. Okay. I can I can concur. You can concur. Yes. Why you, is that? Because you experience you you get the bad part of it, don't you? Dom is uh Dom like me. Is don't be very, scared. Don't be scared. I'm, I'm not afraid. I've got I've got one per, one human body in between me and Dom, and I know that Dom will trip before I can get to the door. So I'm good. What? Don't but, fuck up my new TV that's hanging from the from the wall. <laughs> yeah, watch out. And this table, I just fucking fixed this. Yeah, too. you did a great job. Yeah, I'm, I like learning, it. I'm learning how to be a homeowner. That's good. That's good. So, well, uh, what happens to you, Dan, when uh, when Dom gets angry? Well, I come up with ideas that I think are good. In well, that's your first mistake. In my let's office, hear it. Let's, there all day. Let's shoot. Let's hear it. I come into wrestling train. I'm all excited. I say, "Hey, Dom, I'm going to do this." And just the look that he gives me of just Jonathan wants no. to know one of these such ideas. I'll just come up with a random like wrestling spot, or I'm like, "Hey, I watch this cool world, world of sport thing. Watch me do this." And Dom goes, "Dan, no, no, just or, no." Okay, let's let's cut you off there. Hey, Uh-oh. let's do this crazy move where I put a guy into a vertical suplex and into a DDT, and it makes no honor sense, Dan. Yeah, try to be innovative. All you got to do is swing your leg over the head of a guy Dan. that's already on his knees and pile drive him. <laughs> nice try there, Steve. But I, there was someone doing that before I did it, so. <laughs> I was just surprisingly that, that was guy that guy that guy's a trainer now at the performance center. So go fuck yourself, Steve guy. <laughs> oh emotions. Here emotions running high. Here they emotions go. Running oh, high. <laughs> you can you can feel oh, that Dom. tone of the voice um, through text messages. But no and everything. No, but it's one of those things that I just want you to understand, Dan, that you want to do all these crazy things, but for someone of your character, less is gonna be more for you. And as much as you want to be Johnny Gargano, you don't oh. need to be Johnny Gargano. Who should he be? Now, Joey now, Ryan. Hang on. This is actually this is actually very true. Oh, because and I've had this conversation with Dominic. Here comes his wisdom. Um, no, no, no. It, it, Dan Dan does try to be super indie wrestler guy, which is cool. But if you're gonna, you got to pick a direct like a direction because you have a cool a Derek a Derek direction. direction? No, he yep. doesn't exist. Derek Director, you have right. a cool In gimmick, but the gimmick doesn't begat all of the all of the innovative wrestling moves. Like, the, yeah, because I've been starting to realize that lately more than I have because I go to places and it's I get way more attention from doing something really small. But 
like directed at the you, audience. You compared ju- yeah, to, you yeah. just figured out the wrestling business. Yeah, I, mean, I know. But because everybody on the shows that you go to, especially the dudes that you train with that are coming with you, are going to do all that same shit. Mm-hmm. But none of them have. Like Dominic has his gimmick, but his gimmick is MMA stuff, so he does that. Josh doesn't really have a gimmick. He's just got the the hair, and you know he's good looking kid, energetic and all that young stuff. child. Yeah, he but he doesn't really have a character, right? You know, so you guys are doing all the same shit, but you have a character that you can use. And it's nice to know how to do all that stuff, but you should be using. And sometimes I like to just mess around a training and just try different stuff, and that's kind of like a workout. Almost. Yeah, like. I'm gonna like. I know I'm never gonna do lucha stuff. I've more, more probably the past year have almost cut it totally out of anything I do. Yeah. And but I love doing it, so it's kind of one of those things where if I want to try something at training, it's kind of like a hey, I'm just trying to mess around kind of a stuff rather than actually trying to put it in a match sense. Because doing the mundane, I'm gonna do this one move over and over. Like eventually, got to spice it up and try to make it entertaining for not just yourself but like everyone else. Get people out of their comfort zone. Dom just took a very uh, deep breath that seemed like agitation because no. Dom doesn't mess around. He doesn't like that kind of stuff. No, you're, now you're putting words in a mouth, Steve. Guy, I'm gonna get emotional towards you if you don't watch out here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 you've, you've you've pressed my emotions in the private. Steve, he's choked week. me out in four states and like a Canadian province. Don't try your luck. He choked ch- choked you out in yeah. four states. Almost went out at remix right during in the matches of the mat. or just yep. Oh. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. This is what I'm talking about. Outside slu- the confines of a wrestling he, match. He yelled at me in my sleep one night because I was snoring too loud. Is that true? This- that was three people in the same hotel room that yelled at you for that. Well, like, I was the only one that, that everybody thought would put the fear of God in you to make you stop. Did in, you in, stop snoring? Some uh, allegedly, yeah. I thought that you can't really control the snoring, yeah. can you? Some people have sleep apnea. That's fine. If Dan wants to die when he's in his mid-30s, have at it. Was he? You think that he was dreaming of you choking him out so he stopped snoring? Possibly. I mean, well, <laughs> I, apparently I didn't snore until September of last year. But uh. well, that's once again your <laughs> fault. So you know, I turned my head the wrong way. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, man. These yeah. guys, these guys are. Uh, <laughs> I need it's, to re- it's like a. It, it's this is this should be a domestic partnership TV show. I look at this as like the enemy are brothers, and I I'm the older brother in this case because I am older. And I have that little brother that just pushes my buttons and just breaks me at times, and I gotta bring him back down. I'm only a little obnoxious, all right. I'm only a little. Got the reason. Don't you think? Don't you think? Don't you think? Threatening someone for snoring is a little. That's. I mean, what are you like, Billy the Kid from Time Life books who once shot a man for snoring? I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're. you're, That's a little. Because you can't control that, Duke. I'm a shooter, brother. All right. Okay. He walks around all hunched over with his yeah, arms exactly. up in the air. It's just, I mean, if it was something that, like he was being annoying, oh, there's all, of that all, too. all all support to you if he's being annoying. But if he's like having a hey. physical reaction that he can't, if control, it was just if it was just me and it was one person that that complained about the snoring, it was myself. Understood. When two other people in the hotel room also are are very upset at Dan and he is ruining their sleep as well. Did you go to sleep in like the bathroom? Did no, uh, I. Uh, I'll admittedly say that in the beautiful La Quinta, uh, Derek Direction did give me the whole bed because he couldn't handle it anymore. Derek Director. Couldn't handle it anymore or your snoring? <laughs> My snoring. Okay. I, I also apparently cuddled him, but that's alleged. All right, so let's let's break it down here. <laughs> I need to restart this episode be Steve Guy, mediator of sorts. Let's talk about the first time you guys ever met. Let's 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 dive deep oh, into this. Let's dive deep into this this dark web of love and hate. 
Dr. Dan, you're a motivational speaker. Here comes this guy named Dom. We're going to give him a race car gimmick. <laughs> That's you know, the first okay. time met? That no, was the I, first time I ever met him. Well, I don't know if that was... I mean, like, it was probably just at the garage at some point. Yeah. Like, I was there. And I always remembered, like, you because you look like an old boss I used to have, which I loved that guy, so... It worked out well. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, yeah. So, somewhere this all went went awry. Yeah, and you start off. Dom on a good... did both when we had a beginners and a advanced class on the same day when we could literally be in the garage for as long as we wanted every night. Dom would do both classes because he just wanted to get better. Yeah, and then like we both stay and just talk about stuff and just shoot the shit, you know. So you know, it was a lot of similar interests that led to a blossoming yeah, friendship. Not like I mean, like sports and and you know wrestling but other than that i mean like no like i'm not in like race cars and like i'm real bad at anything mechanically when it comes down to cars no they couldn't be more steve guy they couldn't be more different well i w- they talked a lot i was hoping there was some sort of interest no i mean they're i, I know opposites. i see i see dan were you uh also we, we both like uh all-star see oh by smash mouth yep. yes correct there you go we do like 90s culture found someone what, what, what kind of fucking every that road is, trip it's not every road culture. trip it's 90s culture we're 90s kids there you go you know, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. It's the only Smash Mouth song yeah. I like. You're an all star. You're an all star, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dan, did you on. know that you looked like one of his old bosses? No, not at all. Uh, he told me. I think going to Detroit one time. That was the first time he ever told me that. And how into how long into the friendship was that? Um, that almost a year. Yeah, it would have been almost a year because it would have been May post. Yeah, it would have been me post starting training and stuff. So. So where did it all go wrong? Uh, yeah, I feel like where had, can I pinpoint it? Had Dan had Dan known that you had this uh, affinity for your former boss, he probably would have tried to stay on the straight and narrow. Where, yeah. does, where does it all go wrong between you two? Um, I don't know. I feel like you guys are going to be like the modern me and the Duke. <laughs> that's Maybe. A good, that's a good comparison. Uh, um, let me see. If, let's see if our timelines coexist here. What, it was literally a week of us being together at WrestleMania week. Uh, you think it was that or you think it was a CWF trip that we did? Nah. Maybe a little bit of both. Oh, actually, no. I know. I know the exact moment. Oh, it would have been that girls' night out. Do you remember this? One, oh, Thor? yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. I totally remember oh. this. Hundred percent. The one where he got extremely drunk. Oh, yes. yeah. I remember that. Hey, yes. I sold every single poster, even the one from two girls' night outs ago. I sold all of them. Yeah. And I only remember two things about it: me selling the posters because there's a picture of it on Facebook and I look adorable in it, and. Dom scaring the crap out of me and me buying something <laughs> off Amazon. That's the only thing I remember. I rem- what do you buy off Amazon? Microphone. Oh, Dom- that was because you were told by somebody you to get it. You scared me so bad. He goes, you better remember this. This better be the only thing you remember tonight. Well, because you were very intoxicated, Dan. Yes, I was. Yeah, you dr- I think you drank all my Tito's that night. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much at the yeah. show. Very much at the show. I can. Uh, very much, very much making himself uh, look very, very bad. Oh, I hated him that day, too. Yeah. I remember I remember being yep. not a fan as well that day, which yeah. I, I can side with Dom. Uh, Dr. Dan uh, does push the limits when he gets intoxicated. I, I have two speeds. He has assaulted me. I have me. okay, and I have go. Overall, that's it. He's assaulted me twice when he's drunk oh. and doesn't no, recall. Oh no! Yep. No. Yes. One time when we were leaving around the corner, and another time at hey, Worldwide. Hey, I, I broke up two fights that night. You sure did. So I had a little pent I mean, up aggression. It was the same guys, but that's fine. But yeah, you did good there, which you was. You want a crab race? I don't, and then you, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think maybe. But uh, and then I didn't know why you were spending money on it, but you won. And then uh, free shots. 
Then you assaulted me at Worldwide when we were watching uh, Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor. Don't remember that, but all I remember is next yep. day going you're, in wrestling. You're and sitting across from me, you you were on the recliner. I was on the couch. You got up. Frankie Flynn can attest to this. He'll vouch for me. You got up from your recliner for no reason at all, walked across the room, and hit me in the face. Yeah. And then sat back down. Wasn't even um, talking to you. That was yeah. drunk Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan was doing a lot of Frenching that night, too. He was doing a lot of Frenching that night on that oh, same right, recliner. Yeah. Oh. I'll admit that. Yep. Oh, I get, you know what? A lot of this might also come back to something else that I might never, never, never discuss with Dr. Dan. Oh, no. I, I know what it is. Do you, do you know what it is? No, I don't think you do. Oh, okay. No. I thought, uh, so before, let's, before, let's, before, you, oh. before you go on, I just want to say the Duke is just sitting in He's pure awe of this, of, <laughs> he, of so, somebody else just getting The amount of IW fans that tell me that me and the Duke need to do a Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan-esque storyline yeah, is insane, You need to go way. back and listen to the Duke AMA podcast. Oh, no. That was a question. And it was a question, it. and that's what I, because they, they said who of the students would be your your illegitimate child, and I said, obviously, it was you. But what I've pitched to you is running with the Twitter gag of you and I forming a tag team called My Two Dads because everybody calls you <laughs> Dr. Dad. Into it. That's that, that, was, that was my idea. Who helped start the Dr. Dad nickname? Um, I would say it was, let's see, uh, Jesse and John Thorne. And I a handful that? of I yeah. You that. started it because You're so clever. You that weekend you joked that it was my bachelor party on Twitter, and then I drove nine hours after work to SCI. Oh yeah, that was the night you assaulted me. And that night I got doctor or I got congratulations. You're getting married. Oh yeah, and then you had a then chance. Yeah. And, then the next, a child. and then the next night at Subgraps, they uh, got the ring announcer to say this is his last night as a married man, and then or everyone started calling. Man, yeah, and that's then, right. That was. Because you and I were going to go out for some beverages, adult beverages, and we were going to have Dr. Dan come along, and you were at my place because we were going to pick Barkley. him up. West yeah, Barkley. West Barkley showed up there. later, and Dr. Dan said, he's like, uh, I don't know. I, gotta, I just remembered I got to get up in the morning, and we're like, well, the only reason we're going out is because you agreed to it, and we're already on the way to pick you up. And he was like, wow, you and young Josh Bishop. And then he said, peer pressure. And then he said, okay. And we picked him up. <laughs> and we said it was his bachelor party. We said it was his bachelor party. We went to uh, West Park Station, and then then we went to Lakewood. Yeah, we, we went, went to, to the Riverwood. Riverwood. Yeah. That's where West Barkley met up. But that's And then matter. we went to around the corner. That doesn't matter. Back to where Dom can pinpoint his hatred. Yes. Uh, pinpoint my hatred. This is... The, I don't know if I've ever discussed this with you, but it all goes back to Jaylet 2015. Wow. 2016. 2016. Oh, I'm sorry. deep. 2016. Deep cuts. For night one, I, I got on the show last second because of the Tyson Dukes border incident and we were going to wrestle the next day. Yeah. You uh, proceeded to get a little uh, Dr. Dan level at the after party. I got you, all Dan about it. You woke up late and then we proceeded to have a match that day at back to the future cup. I forgot everything. And you forgot literally, literally everything. Everything. You hurt your knee. I said, let's go home. And you ignored me the whole time. The match was below par. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think that maybe some of my deep seated uh, issues might. I also uh, didn't catch you on the dive to the outside. No, that's fine. That was just a bad idea in general. I'm, yeah, we, we got one. we got uh, we got talked into that one. That match was awful. Oh, it was, it was bad. The worst of my career. Top, apparently, we're top, out top, top three worst of my career. Sorry, Dan. Put you up there with Cody Reaper. Can't oh God, no. <laughs> 
Can't wait to watch that one on Powerbomb TV. That's uh, I don't know if that's up. Oh, on that one will likely you go can to, see me. That the Headhunters will, mentioned last week. That will likely go on Powerbomb TV as Chandler Biggins confirmed to me that that is one of the worst selling AIW DVDs of all time. Yeah, because everyone heard about how bad your match was. Correct. Yep, real bad. And now so that, that that's probably something. Honestly. Oh. That week at WrestleMania, no problems besides you getting very intoxicated the night before we had a booking uh, at the Bruce Pritchard podcast. But um, I guess that's, then, my, that's wh- my fault. <laughs> no, I played Swaggle for most of I, that. I'm noticing a trend, and since we discussed yep. all of your interventions that we need to have uh, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I'm noticing a trend that every time Dr. Dan crosses the line, he's drunk. So do you need, do you have a problem? Yeah. I consciously know uh, the Tito's or whatever. Did you say uncon- when you get unconscious, you don't? Oh, okay. Consciously, I understand that I tend to get a little out of control. But in the moment, it's why not? As someone who's drinking for the better part of 30 years, <laughs> I, I think uh, you may have a problem. <laughs> and I'm this an is, expert on the subject. This is your, this is, this is your this dad, is your dad speaking. Yeah, your dad's telling me this. Uh, Man. You you can drink. We you must just put you on a know, plane to ebb tide. You need to know where the cutoff point is. Yeah, yeah. You, your dad is about to find you your thought, trip to ebb tide. Have you talked to Worldwide about the possibility of a sixty day sauce sabbatical? Sauce I did like a three week sauce sabbatical. Three week after uh, yeah. So you after gave, the most you gave, gave twenty one days as of this recording. You're telling me Worldwide has more willpower than you. It's not a consistent. Okay, let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. He oh, said, a lot of He abstained oh. from alcohol. I I swung the emotions there, Thorne. Checking the levels. (laughs) Dan's getting emotional. Sorry, made level spike. Dan just spiked it out like worldwide. Maybe, maybe maybe I've given all my emotions to Dan in this episode. Dan's issue is not the consistency in which he drinks, as it being drink too much. It's the volume that he drinks when he does. No, I think it's like if I I think it's the the, volume in a short amount of time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Equally a problem, Steve guy. (laughs) If I did the old, yeah, but you but a sauce won't save that. You know what I mean? No, it won't. It It won't. won't. Like he could he could not drink for ninety days and then drink that one day and be a mess and an asshole, and that's just the way it's going to be. I always knocked Frankie Flynn when I first met him. He says I have a two drink maximum, no matter what. Yes. Did you ever ask we, him? We man, quickly learned why that was the yeah. case. And I always would mess with him. Now, I actually think about it. I'm like, you know what? I should probably only have two and I'll be good. Told me he does dumb things. I said, what kind of dumb things do you do, Frankie? He's like, well, like, talk to girls. I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> hair sound like extensions. A, doesn't sound like a dumb thing at all. <laughs> doesn't sound dumb at all. Hair extensions, baby. Talk to girls. No, that's That's a weird look he had, those hair extensions. Oh, yeah. You like it? That was like a weird two, Are you two on board? three months. That was when he was drinking a lot. Yeah. He wrote a play. You can buy it on the merch table. That's nothing wrong with him writing a play. He's a playwright. He did that while he was had the hair extensions. Oh, well, maybe you should get drunk and be a real doctor. Uh, first of all, first shame, <laughs> Steve. Steve guy, that's the first time first you ever shame. made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Frankie's getting drunk and living the gimmick. Why don't you? What's up, everybody? This is Alex. Worldwide killer. And that's right. We got a doozy of a boy this week from at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. This one is one of a kind. And I'm not talking about Rob Van Dam. I'm talking about the cream of the crop. That's right. It's an airbrushed, custom, macho man Randy Savage shirt. 
glorious on a white shirt, medium, large. It's one of those sizes, and it could be yours. Reach out to the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, at Thrift Store Jobber. Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and use promo code WORLDWIDE to get 10% off your order. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. All right, Dan. Now let's hear you to say what you don't like about Dom. What don't I like about Dom? I feel like Dom wasn't done, but maybe. No, I'm good. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Dom. Go ahead. Get it all out. I'll let I'm you get it all good. out. Well, the root is no, the honestly, alcohol. Really, I mean, the it's the it's the you get drunk at dumb times, and yep. um, just like the the idea behind like just be simple. Like you should be a guy that should be able to get in the, in and out in eight to ten minutes, not do anything super crazy. You have two real flashy, cool moves. Save those for the end and. It's kind of where it lives and dies, you know. You're gonna be a guy that's not gonna get like n- like this isn't meant to be a slight on you, but your body type isn't like particularly no. great. So people aren't booking you for your body; they're booking you for the gimmick. So why are you gonna come and not give them the gimmick? You know, why are you gonna come and try to be AJ Styles or Gargano when you need to be kind of more patterned towards I don't know, like a Joey Ryan type? Like, you know, no offense to Joey Ryan, like Joey Ryan people want to see him flip somebody with his penis you know mm-hmm. like joey ryan used to be a hell of like a, to matt wrestler but no one cares about that now everyone wants to see the correct the stick but as his, um as his big brother you believe in him and think you can have I really do. excellent matches i do and it's within it, those contexts. correct and it's like i've told you in many a dms i think that when you want to run the the right promos and you want to you know try to work in and get out there you can you know I guess the other like last little thing is you told me about how like discouraged you are that sometimes you'll send out these promoter these promoters messages and you won't get replies, and you know for some reason this oh, is don't get me started no, on that no Dom no, no, no. no. <laughs> me and me and Thorne can can do a whole podcast on this by ourselves about about that but it's one of those things it's like I put on Twitter you know a little while ago if you get if you if the promoter doesn't give you a response then go out find another promoter that does want you go out put together. A p like a library of work to where that promoter that ignored you before the next time around they'll say holy shit I need I need the motivational speaker guy on my show right and instead of like wallowing in your sorrows you know find that place that wants to book you and wants to put you on you know motivationally speak to yourself I think you should be uh, Steve Martin Leap Faith oh yeah that's Never a great movie. It. Never seen do that. the full mega church uh, yep. preacher. Oh, uh, I'm. Yeah. It might be out by now. I've done a whole uh, series of uh, videos for everyone to watch online very soon. Well, you should. Nice. You should watch all that. white just for Nick Sanka. The you bartender. should watch. You should watch yes. that movie now. Get some great stuff out of that. Now we can transition to where you talk about how I'm very mean and I scare you. Well, you do. Well, sometimes when the bell rings and I look across the ring from you, I don't know if you're. If if like it's just like okay, just you know, game face Dom, or if it's like okay, you said something really dumb on Tuesday last week, and uh, here's one for real. Perfect, great, and uh, Let, I mean, doing my gimmick right. 
Because I don't know, just sometimes he's intimidating, so I don't know if he's joking or not. Especially his uh, his sarcasm doesn't come over through text messages. <laughs> oh, that's so, I'll, I'll give you that one. And that's very I, bad sometimes on I don't know if he's legitimately angry at me or not. I have to text other people and be like, "Hey, is Dom actually mad?" Like I can't tell. I wanted to do this podcast because uh, we went to eat after a training uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, like, man, I I think Dom hates me, man. So I, I've been waiting to get you guys. Remember that when this we went, went to, to Applebee's? Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, Applebee's steak night. Millennials quit fucking killing Applebee's. It's great, yeah, delicious, it's wonderful. Uh, Two for but, twenty, can't beat it. But but Dan was like, man, I don't know, man. Dom, I think Dom really <laughs> hates me. He's been really mean to me. So I said, we're gonna get these guys on the podcast and we're gonna hash it out. So and you said Dom wanted me on the podcast this week when you texted me when I was coming over. It was oh. all a, it was all a big trick, guys. It was all a big oh. trick. It was I, long, I, was long. Just, I, I was just told we were doing another. Yeah. I was told we were doing a student roundtable with me and Doctor Dan. I was like, I'm in. Oh no, I wanted <laughs> want to have this I mean, therapy I, I, session. What are what are what are your other grievances other than and then, then your yeah, fear? air your grievances, man. Come on, I, man. I don't have many. He helps me out a lot more than I probably should be helped. I feel like you're backtracking now because he's right across no. from you and he's got that look that you don't understand. At <laughs> I'm smiling. No, I, 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 I don't have a ton bad to say about Dom. Just sometimes he's intimidating to where like I can't get a good read on him. Even now after knowing him for almost, what, two or three years? Yeah. Oh, almost. Man. Yeah, almost, it'll be three in like August. Yeah. So it's like I just sometimes can't get a good read on him. So you've been calling him Pete for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> you've, been, you've been calling him Pete for a while now. <laughs> no. No. But... <laughs> No, no, Honestly, though, like for the most part, though, I would say that especially since like I've kind of become the dad at the school, like it, I don't just treat you like that, though. I kind of treat everybody like, oh, yeah, that. I see it. Like, especially when you consider that not only am I like helping run classes, but essentially I'm everybody's booking agent, too. Yeah. Like, when it comes down to facilitating deals to get carloads done, it's usually me doing so. And, or if I can't do it, I'm trying to say, Hey, if you like, if I'm booked on that date, I have four dudes that will do it, you know? So it's always just like, I'm hard on everybody because I want all of you guys to not only represent, you know, yourselves well, but I want you guys to represent AIW well. Right. You know, it's one of those things. Um, and it's just like I just don't want there to be anybody to have like any excuses, you know. I want everybody that goes to the school that says they want this to actually have an mean opportunity that they, to, do it. to have the opportunity to do it and, and mean that they want it. I, I'm like I don't subscribe to the well. The work is this, work is that. I got to work. I got to do this or that. You know, like that's good and fine, but it comes down to something that Thorne and I have discussed before. Like, do you want to be a secretary or do you want to be a wrestler? I mean, if you want to be a secretary, that's fine. You want to wrestle on the weekends, that that's game, you know? Like, I definitely have more of a soft spot for you than the other students because, like, you listen to things that, you know, your peers tell you. What? Nick Seika thinks that was very sweet. Oh. <laughs> uh, you listen to things that, you know, your peers slash elders in wrestling do. You know, you get merch made. You know, you're willing to put that investment in there. You spend the money to get good gear made. You know, so you're ahead of, you know, a lot of people in that regard. It's just like, I just want to look out for everybody. And, you know, I was raised very hard by my parents and every coaching experience I ever had when I was in sports was one of those things where it was where you got cut down to get brought back up. So that's kind of how I work. The Duke is sniffling over. He's getting emotional. Yeah, this is, this is some deep shit, man. 
I'm just old... sitting around the living room watching Survivor Series, listening to you know, having Looking fun on the podcast, on talking about French and chicks, and all of a sudden it's like a goddamn after school special. <laughs> yeah, it's got very touching. Sheesh. It's a roller coaster ride, Duke. Seriously. This is... All these people need on a Monday morning. Happiness. They don't need joy, these kind of emotions on a Monday. They want to laugh. Yeah, I mean, they don't well, need... there's plenty of laughing well, before this emotional off... portion. Yeah, but man. That's why we let off with you being good, good thing I'm not and a cutter. Kind of just, I mean, man. Jesus. Good thing Eric's rough. Wow. My sideways, God. Sideways for attention. Oh, good, up and no, for enough. Effect. Good thing Eric Ryan's God. not here. Is that why? Is, Stop it, Dan. Oh, here we go again. Is that why you hate Eric? <laughs> is that why you hate Eric Ryan so much? Because he's a cutter. Yeah. Eric Ryan's not a cutter. Eric Ryan's a blader. There's a difference. <laughs> he's a gigger. He's a gigger. Man, this is how it. This is how we taught, taught Big Tuan how to gig, uh, mass transit style. Yeah, this is getting emotional though. I agree. A little I, bit. Like, th- this is what I'm looking for. Though. I'm glad that platform's out there. That like you know, I'm trying Dom, to provide you guys a platform so you guys can get your emotions yeah, out. We're Dom trying to give us a lot of opportunities that a lot of other people won't get. It or I'm just trying to turn, just trying to turn you guys into pussies like all the other new indie wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen because fucking soft, <laughs> fucking complainers. That's what, like, that's what I think that, like, one thing you've done well for us is that you don't make us complainers and you don't make us mm-hmm. soft. Like, I told you this the other night when we were talking, like, for me, I know that if I wasn't trained at the IW school, would I be in AIW? No way in hell. Fuck no. Because, <laughs> A, I'm not your cup of tea, and B, you're I've always thought... You're, you're hitting hit Oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I'll go on a fucking rant. Oh, no, 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 thing, no. No such thing as a hidden gem. Go Anybody? Now? What were you doing before? <laughs> because I'm just hot dom, brother. There is no, such, there there is no, no s- such thing as a hidden gem. A hidden gem is a hidden gem for a fucking reason. That guy doesn't want to leave his 40 to 60 mile radius. Then he wants to bitch about it online, about how no one's going to give him a chance. And then he doesn't have the balls to go out and contact other people or step up a social media game to that point that it's going to make him a non-hidden gem or take the chance to go to you know a seminar like Arn, Arn, an Arn Anderson seminar or take a chance to where someone like a promoter like Thorne's going to see him you know they don't want to take those chances they'd rather just work in their 40 to 60 miles talk about how good they are and you know leave it at that I think Regal said it best when I heard him talk once. He said the best wrestler in the world probably never left his hometown and bitched about it. Professional wrestling doesn't owe you a fucking thing. No. This business does not owe anybody a thing. And I'm sick of just like all these guys just like complaining. Like I don't fucking I don't I don't need to respond to you. That's not my no. fucking job. Like if if I, if I want to book you, I'm going to contact you and book you. I know who I want to book. Like. If you got to fucking send out these emails, uh, copy and paste, like, it's all you could tell it's just the same message to every fucking single wrestling promotion you can find. Like, I like, I don't care. You can't even, like, you have to do something to get noticed. Yeah. Two points on this. One, if you, if you've been in the real professional working world and, like, I have an under, I, I have a bachelor's degree, I've sent out numerous resumes to try to get a real world job. With no response from a hiring manager or anybody. They don't even acknowledge you. So why is wrestling any different in that regard? Right. Um, as well, you know, Thorne has a full-time job. He works 40 hours a week. The last thing he wants to do when he gets done with his work week is sit at home and watch your 20-minute match on YouTube. You know how many fucking emails I get a week? It's insane. I've seen, I've seen your unread box. It's I ins- know. It's insane. Because there's... I, there's guys in wrestling that, like, if you want to be at AIW, like, 
be at ARW. Like the perfect example of it was AJ. AJ well, Gray. there's there's three examples. There's three shining examples of AI of, of how to get an AIW. AJ Gray is one who just continually showed up, bartended, bartended, for a year. and just bided his time and waited. How many times did he bar back? I'm sorry, oh, you're okay. right. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. sorry for that offense. Thorne, how many times did AJ Gray ask you to book him? Every time he was there. Exactly. We are not looking to fill the position but, of bartender, though. <laughs> yeah, we are. We, we do have an opening for a few months. But it's one of those things that, you know, he was there, he was there, he was there. He bided his time. He asked you. But when the time was right, you know, he got a chance and he, he showed you something in that match. Like, he let it all hang he got, out. That's why he got the opportunity. It was going to be a one-off. Mm-hmm. That was it. He decided that he was going to make sure it wasn't going to be a one-off. Yep. And that is a credit to him and only him. And that he's probably the only person that would have taken those sort of risks because most people are taught not to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did it. Um, you know, another example is MJF. Yep, this is my yep, other one I had. Who emailed me all the time. He was one of those message guys. Uh, I did not want to book him just simply based on his last name being... Feinstein at the time, and I just thought that that <coughs> was bad PR based on all the other stuff that surra- that surrounded that name from the past, um, and you know so much so that you know he spent a lot of time at our WrestleCon booth, like saying like, "Hey, you know, I really, how do I, you know, get booked?" Blah blah blah. And I just simply looked at him and I said, "Just uh, keep doing what you're doing, and if it's supposed to work out, it's gonna work out." Uh, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, but you know, you have to, you have to figure out how to, uh, make me need to book you. And I didn't, at that time I did not need to book him. Um, and then, you know, within six months time, you know, he, uh, went out and became, uh, a guy with quite a bit of buzz and talk around him. So that got him in, um, to where, you know, uh, plus a lot of people, uh, you know, go get trained by somebody that has a, a reputable reputation. You know, Kurt Haw- Kurt Hawkins messaging me on his behalf certainly didn't didn't hurt either. You know, um, and then uh, the third example, which is what you're probably going to say, was Mance Warner. Yep, yep, dead on the money. Mance was a guy that you know. I think you and Biggins we had talked about before, and you guys just weren't you guys didn't really see it at first, and then. The more he kind of got out there, the more he made himself worthwhile. You know, you if you if you look at Mance, he cuts a promo for every single match that he does. He puts it out there, um, and then you know he made the fans request him, and he just started. He also just started driving to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't tell him to do this, but he was getting booked at uh, other places in the area, and he canceled all of those bookings. Uh, yep. without any book, AIW bookings. He canceled them because he said, this is the only company in this area I want to work for. No other wrestler would do that ever. Uh, which, you know, uh, I was like, wow, this guy is very serious, you know? Uh, so, you know, that made me pay, that made me pay attention to, to him a lot more. Um, and uh, there's no right or wrong way to get booked by a company, but if... Uh, this is this is what it all boils down to. If enough fans are talking about you, like real fans, not like your fucking friends on Twitter or something, <laughs> like real fans uh, are talking about you, and I follow a, a certain amount of of those people online, and just just to see who they talk about, uh, it's people whose opinions I you know I value. 
Uh, if th- those guys are talking about you and enough other people are talking about you, uh, I'm going to look into booking you. But uh, the, the reality is, is this school has taken a lot of opportunities away from people mm-hmm. because I am able to work with these guys from day one and teach them exactly what I want and develop these characters and de- uh, some of them just to fill certain spots on the show. And I know that they're going to do what they need to do. Uh, and it's, you know, not worth paying this car load to drive in from fucking, you know, Montana, uh, who just to fill spots when I have a school full of people that have characters and gimmicks and are just as capable as the people from Montana, uh, and they're going to help continue to build the local, the local base of fans because people, they know people that live in this area. Therefore, by default, they are more likely to get different and new people to attend the shows and buy tickets. It's like very simple uh, economics. What do you think about that, Duke? Economics. I'm just interested as to who the hell a carload of people from Montana. I mean, where'd that come from? Montana. Is that just an example or was it, it legitimately a carload of wrestlers from Montana? Just an example. Oh, it's all about economics. All about economics. Economies of scale. Micro and Am macro. Right? Micro and macro, economies of scale, uh, you know, however you want to word it. It's just you got to do what's best for business, as they say. You know, And apparently booking students is, is better for business than booking <clears throat> hidden gems, as we've learned. Yeah, there you go. Going and it just goes back to to a point Thorin made about like wrestling owes you nothing, and maybe this is because of like coming from this martial arts background, you know, of going to jiu-jitsu tournaments where you know you had to pay to get into a tournament, you had to pay your travel, you had to pay everything out of pocket, you know, for really menial gain, maybe a medal and a pat on the back. So like I look at pro wrestling as this: if I can get in a car, drive somewhere, someone's willing to pay me for what I do possibly cover my trans you know what more do i like sign me up it's a win at the end of the day you know like no no promoter in america owes me anything they don't owe me a thing because hey i wrestled this guy in aiw or hey i wrestled this guy there you know my thought process is i want to try to be an asset to your company i want to try to either bring more eyes onto your product you know and if you don't think i can do that that's fine my goal then is to go somewhere else work harder and prove to you that I can be that for your company, you know? And uh, to go back to my kind of thought process is, uh, you know, uh, the business owing nobody a fucking thing. I've been doing this for almost 20 years at this fucking point, and I have not gotten shit. So you fucking wrestler of two years, you certainly don't fucking deserve <laughs> shit either. Like, because I've been doing it for a long time, and I don't have fucking shit. So, like, uh, I just hate the entitled mentality that so many people seem to fucking have, like... And if they get denied, they just want to fucking... We live in this, like, I want to go cry on Twitter fucking society. It's stupid. Like, just go out and fucking uh, do better and stop fucking complaining. Uh, and maybe you'll get somewhere. You said this before, too. For some reason, every two-year guy thinks that there's some magical shortcut to the top, too. There's no shortcut. And there's no success. shortcut. It doesn't matter where you move to in the country. It doesn't matter even necessarily who you train with. It's just all about getting out there, getting in the ring. You just gotta be. You just gotta be at that right place at that right yep. time. Make your opportunity. Like, like I, like I always go back. This is one of the things that I think me and Dom bonded over. Every time he was like, "Oh man, Dukes did, didn't get in the country this time. What am I gonna do?" I'm like, "Dude, you're gonna wrestle Tracy. 
It happened. Oh, you're going to team with them at Absolution. Oh, it happened. Like all these things, like Dom, right place, right time. Me, me and Carson got put together as an accident. And now we wrestled Crime Time and Headhunters and all these different teams that we had no business wrestling, but right Because you guys were there. You guys had gimmicks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You guys were ready. Like I knew, I know that I can rely on that more than some fucking guy I don't know that's just like standing around, you know, saying like, hey, man, I'm here. Yeah, and, and on that right place, right time thing, any any promotion that you go and you send an email to, yeah, hey, that promoter might not have responded to that email you sent, but it doesn't mean you didn't read it. It doesn't mean that he's not thinking at some point, hey, I need the doctor for meal, or I need the guy who doesn't wear shoes who does jujitsu. They could have that on the back of their mind, and somebody canceled the show, and next thing you know, you're getting an email from promoter B that says, hey, man. How quick can uh, you get here? How quick can you get here? Right. You know? And it's all about, you know, putting, put, throwing your bag in the back of the car and getting there, you know? Well, I think this has been a uh, very enlightening episode, at times emotional. I, I think everybody's gotten something out of it, right? I'm wiped out, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm like an, so down right now. Drained? It's been an Is emotional Are you wiped out from the podcast or Survivor Series 88 for like the 90th time? Both. But I'm it's more still so. still going on, ladies and gentlemen. So from this pay per view is. More so from the podcast. I'm, <laughs> it's been an emotional roller coaster. It has been. I was not prepared uh, for this. Yeah. Have you, uh, I feel like we've, we've accomplished a lot. You guys feel good about each other now? I kind of feel like I need to Dr. Dan it at the bar. We've done this. Oh, like, man. Like to, to, rec- to get my. I, Back. We cannot make that a verb. Here that is, cannot be a verb. Gets, oh, you just, I'm going to go Dr. Dan at the no. bar. Yeah, I am. I think this is the big t- takeaway for you listeners out there, you aspiring wrestlers maybe that listen to this podcast, anyone who's listened to it. The big takeaway here today is Dr. Wrestling, Dan has a problem. Wrestling and promoters don't owe you anything. What about a two year vet ring announcer? What do they owe them? Nothing. They don't owe anything. Uh-oh. Wrestling owes me about $7,000. I'm, I'm going to be honest with everybody right now. Wrestling owes me a shit ton of fucking money. I'm going to say that right now. It is It is almost my, my two-year anniversary, too. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Uh, but at any Same rate, with you wrapping it up, I just got to say, there's there's you know a motto we have. It's just be a good human. That's right. And that's just what it is. That's a, that's so stop getting fucking asshole drunk at the shows. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> All right, listen. All right, all right, right so, you, I was going to say, wrestling and wrestling promoters, they don't owe you anything. But if you win a title, you are sure as hell allowed to because you earned the right to French the hell out of that girl in the front row on the rails. you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Covered everything. Uh, for Dr. Dan, Dom Guarini, John Thorne, and the Duke, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week. Going to French? <laughs> <laughs>